You're listening to a Mutiny Transmission. You can find more podcasts, videos, books, comics, and records online at mutinyinfocafe.com. Or just stop in the store in Denver and have a coffee sometime. Now it's working. What's going on? Welcome to the motherfucking con... Uh, what the fuck are we doing? Well, I almost said the motherfucking contest. The motherfucking contest. You know what? Uh, it's not a contest. contest I could win right now is an ill-fitting clothing contest. <laughs> you can win closest to me right now. <laughs> closest talker contest. Closest talking contest. Welcome to the motherfucking clothes talker contest. Well, here In we the are. lead is Aaron. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and in a close second is Tony because yeah. he's the only other person in the room who's eligible to compete. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's only two of us. <laughs> The but, mo- I forgot what we were. I seriously forgot what we were doing, man. <laughs> we're at a, we're at the, the Red Nut Nation. Welcome to the motherfucking contest. Welcome to the motherfucking podcast. Yeah. Episode seventeen. This is our podcast about. Uh, well, it's supposed to be a con. I almost said contest again. God damn it! It's supposed to be a podcast to. Just uh, for us to talk about how cool we think our band is for, like, the six people who agree with us. Yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs> thank you. But, uh, thank you for agreeing with us. Yeah. You know, hey, everybody has someone agreeing with them. That's a scary thing. No matter how crazy a person is, there's probably around six people in the whole wide world, at least six people, who agree with them. Yeah. Like, there is a guy out there who believes that, like— like a ghost is haunting his butthole, and that's what, it, like, is causing his rectal cancer. And, and somebody agrees with him. There's there, not just somebody. Like, especially if he put that opinion on the Internet, there would be quite a few people who agreed with him. Quite a few people would be like, <laughs> would be like, yeah, no, I can see how that's possible. <laughs> It'd probably be more people would probably believe a guy who said his ghost or his ass was haunted by a ghost then follow our band. Yeah. I'll bet I'll bet if a guy started a church of people who believe that a ghost is haunting my asshole that it would have more followers than our rock and roll band. Bummer. So what I think <laughs> we need to do if we really want this music thing to work out is we need to come up with an insane religion. Like, we need to come up with some insane, over-the-top religious belief, and we'll get at least 5,000 people, can, right? Can we just play good tunes and keep touring? <laughs> no, it no. doesn't work like that anymore, All Tony. right, fine. Um, hey, man, I haven't worn this shirt in a while, and uh, I'm starting to realize That's that cool shirt. I'm getting skinny guy fat. Yeah. Yeah, do you know do you know what skinny guy fat is? Well, you Yeah, you yeah, I do. Wait, okay. So when did you stop being skinny guy fat and just started being medium sized guy fat? <laughs> Cuz you're know. not fat guy fat. Oh, you got some weight on me. But you're medium. But enough about me, more about your shirt. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So what I've started noticing is that like I've always worn a small and I'm like upgraded to a medium and so when I put up my put on my small stuff, 
it's not to the point where I'm like busting out of it, but when oh, I, I stand the right way, like I can feel a slight breeze where there was no breeze before. Yeah, I know that feeling. On my on my underbelly. Aaron, you're becoming a man. <laughs> oh, you're filling out yeah, nicely. You're filling out nicely. You're going through, what was that second puberty, What's, that video? Yeah, that was the second puberty when you hit 30. <laughs> uh, did Amber do that shirt, right, from Bug Yeah, Girl? Amber Saxon from Hell's Bells designed this shirt. We did, we only did 30 of these, man. Um, sure, cool. And I don't, I don't get to one. wear this one a lot because it does have a guy getting his face pulled off and uh, his little wiener is dangling there. <laughs> That's I don't right. know if you, you can see it. <laughs> He's got a little stubby wiener dangling down there. I guess it's not a bad wiener. It looks kind of girthy. Yeah. And it is flaccid. And he is having a gas pump shoved up his ass, so I'm sure it's turtle-heading a little bit. Man. So this guy's probably quite hung. But this guy's getting his—not that it's going to matter because he just got his face pulled off, so it's yeah. pretty much over for him. He's not going to be scoring yeah, with the—all the Stridex pads in the world aren't going to help him score with any chickies. I never realized there's a bunch of little sperm guys coming out this way, too, oh, from yeah. his face. So wait, 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 wait. Okay. So what is happening is this dominatrix, this headless dominatrix, yeah, is which I love. I love the. I love that you can see the butthole too. <laughs> like you've got this chastity belt here, but then just a <laughs> quivering rabbit nostril right there on the bottom, <laughs> and the gas pump is getting ready to go in there. So has the. Oh no! The gas pump's got now se- is seed ex- in it. Is he expelling? Oh, the gas pump. Because I was about to say, is he expelling the contents of his stomach? But it it looks like there's sperm coming out of the gas pump, too. So when Amber designed this shirt, was she thinking that what we meant in that song was when we say I need a gas, little gasoline for my party machine, did she think that we meant I need a dominatrix to shove a gas pump full of ejaculate? And by the way, you know what? She just knows how to party harder than we do. These are supposed to be sperm. I think. And these are probably a million times larger than actual sperm are. So these are like giant mutagenic sperm. Hmm. So if this guy actually got butt pregnant from the mutagenic sperm, it would and probably go into a out. giant and rip his uh, dude womb open. Like, rip it apart. That shirt rules. Yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah, Amber Thanks, Saxon from Thanks, Hell's Amber. Bells and Bug Girl and Bells Bent for Leather. She designed this uh, for us. It's an incredible shirt. I would say get it on our website. but I don't think um, we have any. No, we don't have any. I we only made. You don't I, have don't, I don't have a single one of those. Oh, dude. We only made, we only made 30 of these, and people, you should have seen the looks on people's faces when I'm, like, trying to sell them on it. I'm like... Yeah, you want this shirt. They're like, is that? And I go, yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Anything that you were about to ask me, this shirt is that. Yeah. So anyway, I'm getting skinny guy fat. Yeah. Um, I'm starting to fill out my clothes quite nicely. I'm, I'm upgrading to mediums, which hang a little long for my liking. I th- I'm hoping to be up to a large by my 40th birthday. Uh, oh, speaking of which, I was watching... Um, I was watching the trailer for the Dirty Half Dozen DVD. Oh yeah, because uh, I was like going through some stuff on our channel, and I was like, I was like, man, I haven't, I haven't taken a look at this in a while. I'm gonna, I'm gonna check out and see what's going on with this here segment of the the Becca Dick Bear. Uh, and I was watching it, and we released that in 2013, so we probably filmed it in 2011, 2012. 
So it wasn't even 10 years ago. And we all look so young and healthy and, and attractive <laughs> and we're so confident and just like proud of ourselves and, and just, man, just the, the fire in our eyes in that video, which, and then I'm like thinking about what we look like now and we're all like, like male pattern baldness and, and some of us fat guy or skinny fat guy or fat guy skinny. Yeah. I suppose you could say that Logan is, is fat guy skinny. Maybe. For a fat he, guy, he knows, how to, he knows how to wear clothes. That's what it is. He, does. <laughs> he does know how to wear clothes. Yeah. He knows how to wear clothes. He, he's fit. taught me a thing or two over my pudgy <laughs> late years. He says, man, you got to know how to rock. Damien does the same thing. You got to know how to rock that he, shit. He, he took you under his bingo wing? <laughs> <laughs> Both of them, yeah. And I, I didn't listen to either Come one here, of them. my child. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, trying to learn, uh, I'm trying to learn bald guy stuff. Because I'm not quite there yet. I'm not quite to the point where I uh, probably should go with the all the way bald head shave. I don't think I'm at that point yet. But I I am at the point where I was never a hat guy. You know that? Yeah. I was never a hat guy. And man, am I a hat guy now. In fact, I've got my... I've got my Breckenridge Brewery hat here. This is nicely. This is nice. You got to mind the shadow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Got to mind the shadow. Otherwise, people <laughs> don't think I have eyeballs. That's right. So maybe let's see if this white light here just washes out. <laughs> the dude, you remember? Dude, what, they can't see anything now. <laughs> yeah, they're fine. It's like throwing extra light off this reflective surface. Let's see. What else? What else? Let's see. I've got tight-fitting clothes. You do? You wrote that down? <laughs> I Oh, yeah, I wrote that down. It was funny because I was sitting here getting ready to do the thing, and I'm like, I'm having a little trouble breathing. My uh, T-shirt is fitting a little tight all of a sudden. <laughs> I don't know why. I should write that down. People want to hear me talk about my uh, body issues. Yeah? Yeah. Name one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They don't comment on these videos. Yeah. They just go, ah. Uh, yeah, we're watching. Gross. Uh, oh, you had a cool week. Yeah, me and Laura celebrated our, our first year anniversary. Your first yeah. anniversary, man. Pretty, pretty rad. We went to Buckhorn Exchange, man. So, what did you think of the Buckhorn Exchange? That place is is, is super tight, man. Yeah, it's uh it's the oldest restaurant in Denver, and uh, oldest liquor license. The oldest liquor license. They had the the number the number one liquor license. They do. They have the number one liquor license in in the state of Colorado, right? Mm-hmm. And it was twenty five bucks. Twenty five bucks for that liquor license. That's that's not what a liquor license costs now. Are you sure? Yeah, I we'll just, get I into just that saw. later on in the program about uh, liquor licenses. Um, yeah. Uh, so so tell me about tell me about your Buckhorn Exchange experience. Well, they had they brought out this giant steak, and cut it for me and Laura, you know, right in front of us, and. And uh, the, the, the sides were really good, but it was all about the atmosphere, you know? I mean, it, it was a good steak. There's dead stuff all over the walls. Dead stuff all over the walls. Yeah. Taxidermy everywhere. Have you have you seen Ace Ventura, um, When Nature Calls? Of course. The second one? Of course. How many times? Yeah, how many times? <laughs> um, the, the lovely room of death? Yeah. That's, that's what What's the Buckhorn Exchange looks like, but with steak. Yeah. It, it looks all old-timey. And then there's a guy, uh, what was his name? I want to say his name was Roy something. But uh, he was the old cowboy that sang upstairs. So the, the Buckhorn restaurant is downstairs, and then you go up 
up upstairs, and that's where the original bar is that used to be downstairs. Mm-hmm. That was made in Essen, Germany, by the way. Was it really? Yeah, it was made in like eighteen ninety one or something like that. And think about like how difficult it must have been to get a German made bar over from Essen, Germany in 1890. I know. Like, we have trouble getting through customs in 2018. <laughs> With planes and everything. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they had their bar upstairs in this nice room where you can sit down on these couches and kind of, like, cushy chairs like this. But right. they they look like grandma furniture, you know, because it's all old-timey. And the guy is in his late 80s, and he plays an auto harp and sings cowboy songs. Really? That's the whole thing upstairs. Like all, all Marty Robbins yeah. style? Like, that's really cool, man. He's in the jailhouse now. How old do you think the guy is? He's in his late 80s. He's, He's had that job for late... 35 years. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's like something that like... <laughs> but, but you know like, what? I, I saw... The old singing cowboy at the Buckhorn yeah. Exchange passed away today that people would be like, oh... I love the old singing cowboy, the buckhorn. <laughs> well, check this out. I, I saw I saw him before he went on, and uh, I saw him setting up, and I had no idea that somebody played upstairs or anything like that. Right. I said, "Hey, uh, sir, are you do- are you doing a set tonight?" He goes, "Every damn day." <laughs> <laughs> He's like super burnt. You know? He hates his job. <laughs> Oh, dude. And he gets up and he's 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 got a he's he plays an accompaniment with like uh like maybe a, a a bass and and a harmonica or something like that and he's just strumming his auto harp and singing these slow songs. So I got a question for you. You know how you talk about like you know, I'm just going to figure out a way to That's get be paid it. to make music. That's like, it. It's like uh you talked about you and Damien's retirement plan oh, when, when, the well, the, when, when the well runs dry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when the well runs dry. Do you see yourself when you're eighty something years old, sit like at some fucking yeah. like historic, like at Luminati's and fucking or uh, Luminati's, uh, Luminati's. Yeah, yeah, sorry. The what about the Illuminati? Uh, uh, yeah, or Portillo's Murph or the, something. Murph and the Magic Tones. I'm gonna be in Murph and the Magic Tones. What's Murph and the Magic Tones? You gotta watch the Blues Brothers. That's the oh, uh, that's the, the cowboy band. bar. No, oh, that's no. the band, band at the Holiday Inn. That's Murph, Murph and, Murph the, and the Magic Tones. tones. That's the holiday. Were they, were they, were they playing like the Latin uh, shitty jazz music in the in the in the red bar of the Holiday Inn, and they they have the gig five nights a week there. God, it has been way too long since I've seen blues, the original Blues Brothers. That's, that's how I know you're not a you're not a Chicago boy at all. At first, <laughs> right off the bat, you mean because I've been there probably a total of seventy two hours in my entire life. That can't be right. No, that can't be right. I've probably been there a total of. Maybe three weeks in my entire life. I probably spent that many that much time watching the Blues Brothers in my entire life. <laughs> three weeks. Well, I mean, it's, two, it's a two. It's a two-hour movie, dude. You no, make great true. viewer retention numbers for uh, for uh, Blues Brothers. Like, if Blues Brothers the movie was a YouTube channel, you'd be like one of their key key demographics. I'd watch it. If it was just like Blues Brothers clips, I, I, I see that flipping through the internet, and if, if there's a Blues Brothers clip on there, it's like, uh, oh yeah. If you could watch one movie for the rest of your life, what would it be? Mm, that's a tough one. Brave like you don't, you Bra- don't have to Brave, watch it every day, but Brave, every Braveheart. time you want to watch a movie, you have to watch the same movie. I think Braveheart comes to mind. You know what? You know what it would be for me? The Shank. The Shank. Yeah. The Shank's great. Shawshank Redemption. I've watched every time that movie comes on. I'll watch it from wherever it's at in the movie all the way to the end. I don't think I've watched uh, all the way from the beginning in many years, but it's That's a great it's movie. on TV any time of day that you turn on. The, anytime you turn on your television. If you work at a bar that has cable, yeah, it's the always Shawshank on. The Shawshank Redemption is always on. Yeah. 
And uh, I, I've seen that movie a ton of time, but I worked at a bar for a long time. Yeah. Oh man, I've I've, I've seen that movie on mute a lot. <laughs> it's like <laughs> like oh. way too much. Like like you're flipping through channels at like I remember flipping through channels like at the old house with Ty and Jesse, and like you're just bored flipping through channels, and you come across the shank and you go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You want to watch The Shank for a little bit? Sure. You end up watching the whole thing. God, what a good goddamn movie. <laughs> best best goddamn movie ever made. You've, well, you've seen it on TV a lot then. Uh, but, yeah, but usually on networks that show it in its entirety. Yeah. Like I've um, I've, I've watched a lot of The Shank. Usually on AMC. So, uh, AMC. Yeah, it comes on there a lot. Yeah. All right. Let me, now let me ask you something. Back to, back to the old cowboy at the Buckhorn Exchange. This, yeah. is, this is a serious I question. Name, I think his name is Roy. Roy? I think so. This is the, this is the question that I want to that I want to ask you and this is this is for us and for like some of the guys and gals who watch and listen to our podcast who are independent musicians who are trying to make it and trying to even figure out what their definition of making it is cuz that's that's all. That's all. Dude, what it's about. It, it took us how long? Fifteen years to even figure out what making it was really going to look like for us. Like what we what we really wanted out of making it. Like we we or we got more focus about it when we were younger. That's, that's it was definitely like, I want to be a rock star and get laid a whole bunch and make a million dollars. And <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that was our plan. And then you get a little older, and it's like, okay, let's really get serious about why we're doing this. <laughs> yeah. It's like, listen, all of us are getting married. We're all settling down. You don't need to make the voice. It was your voice that said this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but it was something that like is that's, is that's not how you hear yourself, is it? <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the many voices. I also hear like me, and this is about that voice. All right, thinking about Roy, the old cowboy, the every goddamn day that fucking feeling. Yep. How many times a day do you think about quitting? This this band? The, the, not not. This band, or just music? I mean bands. I mean music. How often do music you music or about bands? Like okay, like I would never give up music entirely. Like I would never stop enjoying music. I would probably always want to have a guitar around to strum on and play on. Yeah. So so not like that. I mean like music as a a a pursuit. You know what I mean? Music as, call it a hobby, call it a job, call it an entrepreneurial, you know, endeavor, call it a, a, a personal enterprise, call it whatever you want to call it. But music as a pursuit, how often, and I'm joking when I say how many times a day, because that's just me, you know, <laughs> I, I have my cycles of insecurity every 90 minutes or something like that. But how often do you think about quitting music? Not very often. Not very often? No. Like what, twice a year? No. Like uh, like once every couple years or three really? years. Like even, even like, okay, like we're on tour. Mm -hmm. We haven't slept well. Mm -hmm. Everybody's been partying. We've had a bad show. Uh -huh. And uh, everybody's crabbing on each other in the van. You don't think about about. Quitting then, because that I th that I th part I th happens. No, no I, th I think about going. I should travel with some different guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, 
fucking bunch of assholes around here. Motherfuckers. Every single one of them. They don't appreciate a fucking thing I do. No. They don't get. Not that. No. J- just, just, if it's going to be like this. I mean, that's I'll not like somebody. that for me either. Yeah, that's you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, for me, it's more like, I just want to, I just, just don't want to do this anymore. I just want to quit. I just, man, I just want to move. This is the one that happens to me a lot when I get real tired. And this isn't just about music. This is just about life in general. Is it's like, I just want to go live in a cabin out in the middle of nowhere. I just want to, I want to get rid of all my possessions. My possessions. I don't own shit. I want to just get, just go out there and get a fucking Winnebago and just go out on the road, man, and just travel by myself. Why don't you? And it. Because I recognize that anytime that pops into my head, that is a red flag to me that I'm depressed. You know what I mean? That's a red flag to me. That's an indicator that I'm not getting enough sleep. I'm not eating right. I'm working too much. I'm, I'm not taking I, care of myself. I, you, know, you know what I, I mean? I, th- I think about that all the time. And I, I want to do that still. And I want to do it in a fun way. Well, I want to do it in a way like— I, I want to do it with my wife. Right. And then do that. Oh, you want to do it with your yeah, wife? Yeah, do it with my cool, wife. Hey, man. man, you know, hey, we're allowed now, bro. <laughs> uh, no, but you can just take off and go on the road and play music. No, and, 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 and I absolutely want to do that. I'm, luck, I'm lucky enough to be in a position to be able to do that with a wife and, and maybe a family. To just, I'm, talking, I'm talking more— But I'm like, a terrible teacher. Like I, yeah, they'd be no, real dumb. That. You have, a, you have a. <laughs> they'd be real dumb growing <laughs> We're up. We're gonna start a family road band. Yeah, family road band. Uh, no, I have like, like I certainly have that more optimistic view of things. Of like, man, wouldn't it be cool to like travel and make music with your kids or make music with your spouse or da 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 da. What I'm talking about is like like escapism like this idea of just like basically oh. the attitude of like fuck everything I want to run away and join the circus and the reason I'm, I'm <laughs> what would you do in the circus what would I do uh, you'd be the, you'd, you'd I'd, be the, the I'd be the barker I'd be the I'd be the step right up kids yeah, don't like, be shy ladies and gentlemen <laughs> in the center <laughs> ring please welcome <laughs> over four and a half tons of pachyderm power <laughs> It's Dingo the Elephant. <laughs> and then that's how I would die. I'd get yeah. trampled to death by an elephant and everybody. And then it would go on YouTube and all the fucking PETA and, and what is it, AFLAC, ASPCA, whatever they're fucking called. They'd be like, good, he deserved it. He's such a cruel piece of shit. And then... Then a bunch of other people would be like, when I was a boy or a girl, I went to the circus as a child, and it was wonderful. That ringmaster didn't have it coming. And then they'd all get in a fight with each other over me just getting trampled by a goddamn elephant. In a place you weren't supposed to be at. In a place I wasn't supposed to be. No, so I think about running away and joining the circus. You know know what I'm talking about by, like, fuck this, I want to run away and join the circus, right? Yeah. Like— what, the reason I bring it up is I think it's important for, like, people to, un, like, to, to destigmatize those, that waxing and waning of enthusiasm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, whenever we're really kicking ass and things are going really well, like, when we were in Vienna, like, after we played in, or before we played in Vienna, when we loaded in and we just went walking around and we're, like, over watching the sunset over Vienna... From from the 
the back the the grounds of the the yeah. uh, palace of the king of Austria. You yep. know what I mean? With all the it was amazing. Uh, it, was, it was it was incredible. Right. And like, I I remember being up there and going, it's happening. Like, <laughs> and so many things started to fall into place, and like, just these ideas of like. It's working. What what I've set out to do is working and marking it in my memory and going, I need to remember how this feels the next time I'm feeling shitty. Like I think that I think that people need to let it be okay. I think it's I think it's important to learn to let it be okay that there is a waxing and waning of enthusiasm. And it's not about whether or not you feel like it. It's it's about showing up anyway. You know what I mean? It's about showing up will get you a lot of places. It sure will, that's, and a that's, lot of times showing up will make you feel better. You know what I mean? If you're in a shitty, like, if I'm feeling shitty and I'm mad at you guys, or one of you guys, or two of you guys, or mad at myself, or mad at the business in general, or feel like I'm just treading water, any of that stuff, a lot of times just showing up and going to practice. Just, you know, or getting on the computer and building something for one of our pages or, or writing a song or just sitting down and actually making progress and doing work. I find that I feel a lot better when I do it. Yeah. I don't know if you have a similar experience. No, that's, that's, that's what you have to do. Like, like or, or you'll be getting that close. I've been that close a lot. You know what I mean? And then something happens where it's just like I remember one day. I was feeling particularly shitty, and I was on my way to work, and uh, I had planned to do some preparation for the studio or something like that, so I was going to review all the rough mixes from the sessions we did at Evergroove, and I was not feeling it, man. I wasn't in a good mood. I fucking was thinking about quitting music. I was thinking about quitting all sorts of stuff in my life, and I put it on, and I started listening to the tracks that we recorded, and it was just music. Like, I hadn't even added my part, and I started tearing up in the car because I went, and I had this, like, this like aha moment where I went, oh yeah, I do this because I love it. I love making music with my friends. I love taking something which did not exist before and pulling it out of the ether and putting it into the world for people. And it's not about Facebook likes and it's not about fucking YouTube marketing numbers and algorithms and Spotify and Twitter and getting on this showcase or getting on this tour or fucking liking the way my voice sounds on this recording or, you know, liking how fast things are moving and and getting old and all the other things that kind of like come into play and just having that moment of being like, oh, yeah, I, I remember the reason that I'm up to this shit now. You know, I, I, I totally forgot for a minute, but I remember now. Oh, the great ones always have the biggest self-doubt. Isn't it true? Oh, get the fuck out of here. Knock it off. Um, this, this little heartfelt chat brought to you by Dr. Pepper and Deadpool 2 in theaters now. Um, this isn't an official endorsement. Like, they aren't giving us money or anything like that. But I sure do like Dr. Tony Pepper, and I were having a moment, and, you know, as two heterosexual cis males, it gets really uncomfortable when we start getting, you know, <laughs> start getting close to feeling emotions in front of each other and stuff like that. I think it's just warm in here. It is really warm in here. Is it getting hot in here? Huh? Is well, it? let's take a break. Ah, yeah, let's take a little break. All right. Uh, and we will be... 
right back. All right. All right, let's get into some news. Um, let's see. What did uh what what happened band wise? Okay, first of all, just this last week, we had a super fun day just this last week. I got, I only got to hear it. I wasn't there. Yeah, you didn't you didn't get to come. I know. And uh my and big my biggest regret was not seeing Joey in it. He was so good. Okay. I bet he was. So so we'll get into that. So uh last week we got together, and uh, you can actually find a video showing a little bit of, of it on our uh, YouTube channel, MF Ruckus TV. Um, we, we do some uh, little behind-the-scenes, quick edit, mini-documentary stuff just shot with my phone uh, whenever we do something related to our serialized concept album and graphic novel, The Front Lines of Good Times. Woo. And uh, we did some voiceover work for Chapter 2 last week. We did the second part of it where some of our friends... Uh, including Logan's wife, and Becky, and a couple of our friends and patrons, um, Je- uh, Jennifer and Joey, came into the studio with us to do uh, to do voices for Chapter 2. And, dude, they knocked it out of the park. They did such a fucking good job. Um, Joey is going to be doing so evil. Basically, everybody who donated or uh, everybody who, like, sponsored at a certain level, they, uh, they get characters based on them. And so our buddy— uh, That's not for you. That's for me. Oh, you're making a note for yourself? Note, uh, to, note to self. Note to self. Um, so basically, so Evil, our buddy Evil, has, uh, has a character based on him. And he was unable to come down and do the voiceover. Such a bummer. So I'm like— I'm like, fuck, what am I going to do? All right. Um, hey, Joey, uh, can you have you ever seen Full Metal Jacket? And he goes, of course. <laughs> and I'm like, you know the scene? Of where, course. <laughs> and I'm like, you know the scene where the guy's like sitting at the in the helicopter and he's fucking yelling like, get some, get some. How can you shoot innocent women and children? Easy. You, you just know, don't lead them so much. much. Ain't more hell. <laughs> I'm like, you remember that scene? And he's like, fuck yeah, yeah. And I'm like, so basically, I need you to do this character that's like this crazy marauder chieftain who's like just an insane wild man outlaw, like lunatic, right? And uh, I had him go in and read for evil. And just with his southern accent and his the fact that Joey is is a little nuts in like all the best ways and he's doing these screams, these like rebel yells that were so good. That's, I saw that on the video. It's so funny. He was great. And I didn't know this, but apparently Jen, uh, she went to like a theater conservatory in New York City. She went to the uh, Academy for Dramatic Arts, like the American Academy for Dramatic Arts or whatever it is in New York City. And um, so she's like a seasoned, trained actress. <laughs> so she was super great. good at it. And then Becky, Logan's wife, Becky, was fucking hilarious. Like, she's doing just all these silly voices, and <laughs> Logan actually asked Alex 
to send um, just clips of the stuff that Becky said so that Logan could make them into ringtones and, and text sounds and stuff like that. It was really funny. Uh, it was a lot of fun. There's a, a video showing a little bit of it. Uh, every time we get together and do these, these voiceover sessions, uh, it's a ton of fun because we're just clowning around and making sillies and and reading the goofy ass uh, scripts that we write. So check that out. Go to our. Uh, that's go to the our... whole band right there. That's the that's what the whole band is about. What jokes? <laughs> just hanging out and making jokes. Yeah. So and we try to write a, a tune in there from time to time. We try we'll to do write... that. We'll do that tonight. Yeah. Oh yeah. We're gonna write some badass tunes tonight. We did uh, whiskey and water. Last night, or yeah. la- last week. That's right. Uh, That's an old now, one. You wrote that song a long time ago, didn't you? I, yeah, I did. I wrote that, oh man, I don't know, I'm 18, 19 years old. And then we didn't even, like, when we went in with Goldberg to just kind of lay down a bunch of demo stuff, I asked you, I was like, can you just play the riff just real quick, just so we have it? On record, so that when <laughs> I, re- I remember saying, stuff, "Don't worry about it. I'll, I have it just fine." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and you're like, "No, no, no! I got to record it." You ended up getting like a small. Uh, you ended up getting like a, a small clip of it, but like on the demo folder, right. when you play that clip, it's like ten seconds long. You're yeah, like, you're like, I don't need to do this. I've seriously been playing this song since I was 18 <laughs> years old. Uh, so yeah, we're bringing we're bringing a song. We started working on a song last week that is one that Tony wrote when he was a teenager. And uh, and he's like, I'm not married to the lyrics, and da da da. And you can you can change whatever you want. I was like, No, we are keeping the lyrics. <laughs> Those lyrics are dog shit. <laughs> they're dog shit, but that's perfect, man. <laughs> they need like they're perfectly dog shit. It's, yeah. it's a blues song, man. You know <laughs> how high are your fucking standards for enjoyment? I remember I, I wrote that song, and I went to. Uh, uh, Bob, Laura's dad, mm-hmm. and uh, I played it for him. I was like, "Hey, is this already a ZZ Top song?" <laughs> <laughs> not like that's ever stopped. Like, not like that would stop you. Anyway. But I, I did that. And he goes, "No, but it ought to be." And I go, "Oh, that's a good one." See, there you go. And so it's, well, not the words, just just the guitar riff. No, I mean, dude, everything's derivative. If yeah. you if you break it down, like. No matter how you slice it, every piece of art is derivative in some way. It's all it's all been done before in some way. You might as well just make cool shit. Just make cool shit, put it into the world, let the let time and and people be the judge. Um uh, yeah, so we're working on we're gonna work on another new one tonight. I think it'll probably be either Ty or Parker's pick this week. But uh, that's all getting ready for our next round of recording. We're getting ready for ten more songs in the can for our ongoing uh, backlog of new material, which we're going to be releasing over the coming years. Uh, it's pretty exciting stuff. Uh, oh, we got a little news um, with relationship to a couple of the shows we've mentioned. We had mentioned um, that we were supposed to be in Glenwood Springs on uh, at the beginning mm. of June. There has been an issue. Native Sun is not going to have their liquor license um, in time for the event. Just borrow the Buckhorns. And, yeah, right. Oh, yeah. They've... they've just been holding on it's to it. Twenty five bucks. Yeah, <laughs> we'll pay it. Hey, can we rent it for you from you for like I don't know ten percent, like two dollars fifty cents? So yeah, um, Native Sons is uh, Na- Na- Native Son is uh, not going to have their liquor license in time. Uh, the the event organizer at slash birthday boy Blake is trying to get the venue moved. I really don't know what's going to happen with it yet. So those of you who are planning to come see us in Glenwood Springs, um, 
keep your ears peeled and eyes peeled for updates on that because that show might be falling through, unfortunately, just once in a while. The Logistically, they just fall through the cracks, but we're still trying to get it all worked out. Uh, we will keep you posted on that. Also, we uh, it turns out are not going to be doing that Punker Than Your Mother festival at Bowman's. Uh, we just couldn't work out some of the stuff, so... Um, we're, we're not going to be able to do that one. So that means that our next shows are July 20th at the Mesa Theater in Grand Junction, Colorado, and July 20—oh, and that's with In the Whale. That's going to be a, That's going to be a fucking awesome show, man. Like, those guys are able to do pretty close what we're able to do. With two guys instead of and that five. Will, and it won't fall through. No. Oh, and that show will not fall through. That show is confirmed. It is going on. It Unless In the Whale loses a guy, like, unless they break up or split in half, as I guess it would be, if there's only two guys in the band, like, your band, when your band breaks up, you more like break in half. Yeah. I suppose. Um, we also got Parlay coming up. Yeah. And then July 21st, we're playing the Mile High Parlay at Mutiny Information Cafe. Uh, for more info on that, go to mutinyinfocafe.com. By the way, this show, this podcast, is one of many great podcasts presented by Mutiny Transmissions, a media service of Mutiny Information Cafe, which is an incredible record store, bookstore, coffee shop, uh, live music and entertainment venue. You know, what you know what they have going on there tonight? What? I saw it on Facebook today. Was uh, They have open mic for magicians. I've seen Starting that. at 7 p.m. tonight. They've been doing open open mic magic for a little while. I don't know if you know how much I love magic. I know you do. I love it. You you were the kid. I can't go either because we have stupid band practice. You were the kid who went to yo-yo competitions yep. and learned magic tricks and learned how to juggle. Were you there? No, no <laughs> but I've heard you talk about it, and I've seen pictures of you when you were a kid, and I imagine you were quite a fidgety little bastard. Man. I was, yeah. You yeah. needed something to keep your hands busy all the time. I'm currently playing with this ring. Yeah, you're. we're both pretty fidgety guys. Oh, by the way, seeing this podcast on video for the first time, I started noticing all these weird ticks that I have. That you have? Yeah. Like I'm, like, I'm sitting here, like, the whole video, last time just like <laughs> we're still doing that what do you do with your hands yeah yeah what do you this is not a marker <laughs> this isn't a marker john <laughs> we just don't know what to do with our hands yeah we'll hold up the notebook like we promised well um let's see I what else do we have for we news? just pretend the camera's not here oh um the podcast, by the way, for those of you who are Android users, which, as it turns out, I looked at the data, it's like 56% of our followers are Android users. I am. And we've only been providing this podcast to people on iOS and iTunes. Re and you I know, feel I, like a real dick about it. You are a real dick about it. I go to our website, though. Oh, do you? I go, yeah, I go you, to it, for those of you who aren't on any of that stuff, you can... Uh, you can download the audio version of this podcast on our website, mfruckus.com. You can't down I don't think you download it. I think you just stream it. Yeah, you. Well, I think you can download it too. You can download it or stream it in the blog section. It's our, bullshit, though. We do need to get it over to Android. No, users. and that's what I was going to say. Is um, the submission cleared for Google Play today? Right. So uh, the podcast it said it needs like 24 hours for it to be searchable, but um, for those of you on Android devices, that will be coming to Google Play that's me. soon. I'm working on 
on getting us on Stitcher. And we're also going to uh, transfer all the episodes we've done so far over to our SoundCloud account so that uh, for those of you who use SoundCloud more for podcasts, you will have access to the audio version of the podcast. Who uses SoundCloud for for podcasts? You'd be surprised. Oh, I would. Oh, I I fucking would. Would I'd be surprised. You know the threshold of how surprised I could possibly (laughs) fucking be. You know everything. You You know exactly what my emotional response is going to be. Oh, I would be surprised. surprised. Oh, my God. Okay, so Tony and I have had this ongoing joke for like way too long probably it's always the shitty jokes that make it it's not a joke it, like okay tony and i were talking several years ago about stuff that bothers us and one of tony's pet peeves is people who use the phrase you'd be surprised like it's very presumptuous of someone yeah. to pres- like to to claim to know what your threshold and, for... And that's not what they mean when they say it either. It's not like, what they mean, they're, they're but it's like, like, oh, oh, I would? You know you know exactly what surprises well, they, they should say, it surprised me. Yeah. Or, what, you might be surprised. You might be surprised, or or I was surprised when I found out. It's I don't know about you. It's much more acceptable than, you'd be surprised. You don't <laughs> you'd know be, shit. You know, you'd be surprised, you idiot. You fucking idiot, yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. And your shitty little fact I don't give a fuck about anyway. <laughs> I'd be surprised. Fuck off. <laughs> hey, how do you know what surprises me? Yeah, no I've shit. seen a lot of shit, man. <laughs> I've been watching reality television for like 15 years now. Your wife, or uh, wife, I'm sorry, your girlfriend, uh, Sarah, she could say that to me. When she's talking about her job, and she's like, oh, you'd be surprised. I'd be like, I bet I would. Yeah, I'd be surprised by a lot of things. There's everything, everything that you've said. Whenever we talk about her job, it's like everything you've said has surprised me. Yeah, uh, I won't go into too but much. she doesn't say you'd, you'd be surprised. No, she, well, she Maybe said, to you. She said you'd be surprised to me. But keep in mind, I'm in a relationship with her, so she thinks I'm an idiot. Like, just kind of by default. Oh, you'd be surprised. Like, does, does your wife think you're an idiot? Uh, probably. Isn't that like... Well, I mean half and half. Isn't depends, that depends on what of, we're talking about. Like, when you know someone for all their warts, isn't that kind of par for the course? It's like, whoever you're with knows less than, like, a homeless guy on... Like, okay, your wife could tell you something, and... And you'd be like, I don't know if that's true. And then some hobo on the street could be like, hey, did you hear that the same thing your wife just said happened? And you'd be like, really? I should look that up. Is that, like, what, is that what happens to you? Uh, I just think, I think Sarah kind of generally looks at me with a, <laughs> with a pat on the head. She's well, kind of, she's like, oh, he's a special guy. One time, you are special. One time, okay, so one time we got in this fight. It wasn't even really a fight. It was more of just like a little, well, baga, baga. We got in a little thing for a second where uh, we both kind of did impressions of what we think, how the other person sees us. <laughs> and when I did my impression of how I think she sees me. a bad idea. <laughs> I was just like, this was my impression of how Sarah sees me. It was like, pubes, pubes, ah, 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 pubes, ah, messes, tornado of mess and pubes, beard, ah, ah. That was her impression of you. That was my impression of how I think she sees me. It's just a giant ball of pubes. A pube tornado. <laughs> one, yeah. of her, one of her pet names for me is Air Bear the Pube Hair Bear. 
keep in mind, we have bald cats. We have bald cats. So if we find hair, like little bushy tumbleweeds <laughs> accumulating anywhere in the yeah. apartment, or her, it, her it's hair. either me or her long hair. Right, right. If it's a blonde one, it's hers. The most of the time, it's watch springs, just a bundle of watch springs. <laughs> yeah, it is. All and you, know, and you know what? I know you have this beard that a lot of it comes from your beard. Probably majority of it because your pants are usually on, but it doesn't help anytime you find it and go, it's just a little <laughs> No, dude, spring. I'm like, the curtain matches the drapes, okay? The beard, this is what it looks like under here, too. Just, just if your beard was by your nose, so there's that little thing sticking <laughs> out. I have a mane of pubic hair, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, like I could probably... If my face was disfigured and we were in, like, some futuristic setting where I had to do, like, face identification to get into a place, <laughs> I could probably drop my pants and it would work. <laughs> like, if I, dude, if my face got disfigured and, and it was, like, <laughs> a face imprint not recognized, I'd be like, fuck, what am I going <laughs> to... You know what I mean? And it might work. It might work. <laughs> well, you have to try So, out. news. <laughs> yeah, some news. We're still on the news. So, uh, oh, uh, one. We had Parlay. I think it's the last thing we talked about. Oh, uh, one, uh, n- another set of shows coming up in August. August 18th, we're doing a doubleheader. We're playing in Fort Collins at New Worst Fest, which is going to be an early set. And then we are opening. We're very first band at the Dio Disciples show at Herman's Hideaway on August 18th, uh, opening for the world-famous Dio tribute. Assembled and managed by Wendy. Dio's own widow, Wendy Dio. We're going on first for that show? And you can't spell widow without Wendy Dio. Nice. Well, yeah, you can. Are we, are we going on first? Say what? We're going on first for that show? Uh, either first or second. Like, we're playing We're playing pretty early in because we were added on to the lineup kind of last minute. We'll be in t- home in time for The Simpsons. We will absolutely be home in time for The Simpsons. Um, what else? Uh, let's see. Oh, of course, if you're watching this right now, you can see that the the motherfucking podcast is now on YouTube. So make sure to subscribe to our YouTube page to get updates every time we drop one of these. And, and then other uh, and other stuff and tons of other stuff. Tons In other fact, stuff. Uh, one new show that we're starting to do a, a little short series that we're going to start dropping on Tuesdays in the old podcast slot, uh, the motherfucking minute. The first one is dropping tomorrow is Tuesday. This podcast won't come out until Thursday, but. Um, the motherfucking minute will have dropped by that time, and it's basically just uh, me and Tony and the guys either arguing about some random topic. Or just agreeing with each other. Or just standing agree- yeah. agreeing with yeah. each other. No, yeah, that yeah. is annoying like, and stupid. Right. Yeah. What do you think? We don't care because all five of us agree with each other about pretty much everything. But we'd be surprised. Oh, we would be surprised. You'd be surprised how often we disagree. Yeah. Seriously, you would. <laughs> um, but I think no, you wouldn't. that's going to be all. For the news. All right. Oh no! What are you doing? (laughs) 
And we're back. All right. All right. Man, it's so authentic to like, you know. Cue back in? Oh, cueing back in. It's just like, yeah, you know how we've been dicking around and smoking weed and doing other stuff and talking about other things for the last 10 minutes? All right. Now we need to pretend that we never left the room and we've been sitting here the whole time. I don't think we need to pretend that at all. Oh, we don't? I don't. Do you think the average person. I try not to be out of breath after going up the stairs coming back. (laughs) Hey, hey, because then people are like, what were they doing between (laughs) takes? Well, I think we all saw on camera what we were doing between takes. I don't think we did. Hopefully we don't. No, it was recording when I was bobbing up and down, dabbing up the floor. Yep. Yeah. But that, that'll, be, that'll be cut in post. Yeah. Right, John? Of course. Right, John? He's going he's gonna, to like just like loop like a <laughs> gif of that. All right. Well, let's, all right. Uh, let's do the commentary. Let's do uh, the- this week we're going to be doing Satanatron Rising off of the Thieves of Thunder record. Um, Which is appropriate because we dropped Equilibrium today. Yeah. Um, we, we dropped- and we did Jesus H. Christ last week. Yeah. So they're all – okay. So I, I would say – It's an equilibrium to the Satanatron and the Jesus H. Christ. I really consider those three songs and, and Your actually – Your Holy Trinity? I, the Holy Trinity. Whoa. Yeah. Because, okay, so we have Jesus El Razor Christ, which is about Jesus. We have – A badass Jesus, man. We have um, – we have Satanatron Rising, which we're going to do today, uh, which is about Satan. But a, a big robot well, villain. And, and this is the thing. And this is, a, this is a little insider information for the few of you who, like, watch our podcast for all, the, like, the, like, the deep inside information type of stuff. Satanatron uh, or Equilibrium, the video that we dropped today um, on the Evergroove Live series, on the MF Monday Evergroove Live series – when Logan originally came to me with the concept, because Logan just came to me with a pretty simple concept for for Equilibrium, which is basically like he's like, I had this idea of like a guy like traveling across space looking for something like the Loch Nahr. And I, so I wrote these lines. And so Logan wrote out pretty much a, a rough sketch of the chorus. And then I took that and I began to think of it as a prequel to Satanatron. Because what popped into my head when I was imagining this guy traveling, like, I thought of that movie Event Horizon. Mm -hmm. So I'm, like, imagining this, like, guy traveling through space looking for this ship or this this moon or rock or some sort of structure. Moon rock. (laughs) Moon rock in the middle of space. Always looking for them moon rocks. Uh, So he finds this structure in the middle of space, (laughs) and he goes exploring through the catacombs of it, like, almost like the, the Borg sphere. You know what I'm talking about? The Borg sphere from Next Gen? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> uh, so he's exploring the catacombs there, and he finds this, this like, glowing orb, and it is being held by this, like, almost H.R. Giger-looking structure that when he takes the Lochnar, or the equilibrium in this story, uh, that being comes to life. And I sort of began to imagine that as Satanatron, which according to the mythology in Satanatron, uh, it's it's a story about this, like, cyborg demon, like, basically that Satan is a real thing, and Satan is a manufactured robot created by men to destroy men, or created by a species on another planet to destroy human beings. Right. So... 
Which is badass, man. Hey, <laughs> thanks, cool. man. Yeah, so all three, all three of those songs are so, kind of tied and together. The, and the Jesus H. Christ is the one that comes down to defeat them. Right. So basically, after after humanity has been more or less wiped out, <laughs> but he's still wearing wraparound sunglasses and like he's got big old muscles. Well, and stuff. Jesus Christ um, is kind of a laggard. He's a little behind on trends. And wearing like, Zubas? Yeah. So he wearing Zubas, exactly. Like yeah. showing up on Earth like, hell yeah, man, this is what was cool in, in the nineties. It's still cool, right? Well, as far as the music for Satanatron Rising goes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We uh me and Logan, uh that's it's right after we did um the Iron Maiden Monsters of Mock. Right. Do we have a name for that? Well, no, we just I mean Anytime we've done that, we've always gone under our own band name, with the exception of like doing Dios Mijos, because that yeah. wasn't that wasn't a ruckus project technically. It was guys in ruckus, but we were with Chaz. There was, no, there was no fun name. No, for, we didn't. I can't we didn't give ourselves a name. We just. But for those of you who don't know, you can find some footage of this. We did. Um, we did uh, a few shows where we did all maiden sets, and that was cool. I think we covered a pretty good. So uh, yeah, so after after we did those, and we we're all practiced up for you know the, the month or two that we spent doing the the maiden songs. Right. After that, me and Logan looked to each other and said, "We can totally write a maiden song now." Right. Because we learned a bunch of them, and it's like a lot of the same kind of formula, you know. Right. And that's exactly what this song is. It's very, it's, it's, very it's a, similar to when we were writing Hall of Champions. Like that yeah. stuff. The stuff written during that era definitely had kind of that maiden gallop the, and structure. This one, this one, like especially. So um, you have the main riff. That is uh, the guitar whittly woos that, that harmonize. Mm-hmm. That's got to be in there somewhere. And then you go from that into the main uh, driving uh, uh, verse section, um, and that you have that. Then you have the uh, when the solo comes in, it's a key change. Mm-hmm. And when the key change happens, then it goes to uh, back to the original uh, key that you're supposed to be in. Right. And then and then <laughs> you go. <laughs> we'll listen to it anyway. Yeah, but it's it's a pretty it's a pretty traditional you know. Iron Maiden formula. It's exactly what it is. So and this I is Satanatron rising off the Thieves of Thunder album. In, and John, we're going to go on go. Three, two, one, go. I really love what Goldberg did with the mix on those guitars. We have never had guitars sound like this on an album, and he did such a spectacular job with that. It was cool. They sound so evil. Now, on the on the vocal, I was very specific about as a as a piece of reference material. I wanted to uh, use "Electric Eye" by Judas Priest. I was mm-hmm. like, I want the vocal to sound like this, effect wise. Yeah. <laughs> Everything that you play on here. Everything that, that uh, physically, your hands playing guitar on the song is very easy to do. It's very comfortable to do because right. so is every Iron Maiden song. Right. It's, 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 more, not, it's, it's not strenuous at all. No, but it's about memorizing where the patterns are. Yeah, and being very precise. Like, everybody's got to be able to accent on the same things. These very small, minor details. Truly what makes, <laughs> truly what makes <laughs> Iron Maiden and bands of their ilk, like... So in- incredible is is more their like ability to move through patterns and lines and stuff like that. You know they're playing a spectacular, of course, but they have these like beautifully constructed songs. Remind me to tell you about where the lyrics came from for this initially before I started getting into the mythology and stuff. 
think this is the uh, the solo part, the key change solo part, because you have to. It's cool. It adds a dynamic shift to the song. I like it a lot. I think there's three solos in the song. This here, this one's Parker. Yeah, there are three solos in this. And then I'll, I'm the one after it, and then and then it goes into the whoa part, the crowd participation part, and then it goes back into the solo. Right, and then it rips more. Yeah, you're supposed to have the flag and all that bullshit, you know. This is like like I imagined this part being where like Bruce is running around like lifting his hands up yeah. into the sky and yep. scream for me Rio de Janeiro. Yep, that's exactly what this part is. And then there's this part. Whoa. Yep. Can you tell me why we don't play this song more? Like why? I, I'm, this I'm a is... big fan of it. I, I I always suggest it. Hold on, another solo. And another solo. You know what that always reminds me of? This solo. It always reminds me of uh, the solo from Beat It. Really? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Eddie Van Halen and beat it. It's not even close. <laughs> I fucking love it. Oh, I really like it. Yeah, it's a fun one. So yeah, I mean that's just the basic Iron Maiden formula. This is a beefy fucking record, man. It's a good one. I like it. I don't think we can play this one because it's not catchy enough to some of you guys, I guess. No, I think a lot of times it gets cut because it's long. I mean, it's it's about a five-minute song. You know what I mean? It's cool. Listen to that guitar just... And then you got to double it up, which makes it sound faster, but it's not. Again... It's not supposed to be strenuous. Right. You can play this when you're 70. It's supposed to be fun. You're supposed to be able to do this to it. Even that part, I'm not picking it. I'm finger-picking it because it makes it easier on the hands. Right. Because the rule was for writing this song, it can't be strenuous. Right. (laughs) It had to all just make real easy sense. Back to the pick. See, this is oh, one... Oh, you have the outro. Yeah, this is one... Is, is, that's isn't this, kinda... is this you layered on top of yourself, on top of yourself? Yeah, I did I did, I did. did every layer of this. Sounds great. Thanks, so, you, you sound like a bunch of monks. Yeah. Neat. Yeah, that's a fun one. It's a good ending to the record. So what were you, what were you okay. saying about the mythology of the so story? About, okay, so here's what I was going to say about the lyrics. Um... So I completely accident and accidentally kind of build a universe in my songs. Like if if you listen to the Monolith records, there's kind of there's kind of a universe of characters it, that you can connect, and I and I'd be happy to draw it out for you sometime. But uh, some other time, yeah, some other time. But I would enjoy to do it in in this. Come over sometime. In yeah, right. Uh, in this episode, uh, or in this episode with this, this okay with this song. So well, I have. What are the lyrics? Because I don't I don't know the lyrics. At okay, all. so. So the original, I, the original idea that I had, I had written an entirely different song, a completely different set of lyrics, completely. I can't remember. Yeah, I, I, I had this, this song written entirely. Basically, I sat at my desk, and I typed lyrics for all the, all the songs that we had in the can, right? 
I wrote a song for this entirely. I sent it to you guys, and Logan didn't like it. Logan was like, it, it, and, and it was a little more self-reflexive, a little more philosophical, a little more just about people. Uh, and Logan, Logan didn't really care for it. So out of spite, I was like, fine, I guess I'll write something about like a fucking demon space robot or something, okay? Would yeah, that make you happy? Yeah, yeah, it would. And Logan was like, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. And so I, re- I sat down and out of spite, <laughs> I wrote this song. I wrote these lyrics and then sent it to Logan. I'm like, there, there you go. There's your derivative fucking space demon story. And he was like, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> I was like, ah! Yeah. But, uh, but, okay. Save it for your Bob Dylan cover band, you queer. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, okay. So, this song, uh, he goes, I am timeless, reason, rhymeless, built beyond the void. Uh, manufactured antimatter, creator long destroyed. Um, creator long destroyed. Hatred is all I know. An ancient hunger for your soul. The only thing I was programmed to do. Uh, half demon, half machine. All I want is to hear you scream, hail Satanatron. So it's awesome. That's perfect. <laughs> so, so fine. Bullshit. <laughs> That's what you get. <laughs> so it's this so, awesome story. What I ima- what I imagined is this like this demon robot, like Terminator, basically that was created by an ancient race that is long dead, and then mankind stumbles upon, through the story of equilibrium, mankind stumbles upon the the satanatron like in this like dead like and i'm talking million like eons this fucking uh old civilization has been gone so satanatron has just been sitting there like in wait like sleeping slumbering yeah. you know what i mean for the when another race comes to take the lochnar and then it'll come swallow up their planet essentially so and the whole mythology is basically that that like the religions of man are based upon real things like like yes satan is real but it's a robot created by a civilization which is eons ahead of us which actually it turns out is human beings evolved just further down the space-time continuum hmm. that's fucking cool yeah it's fun man I really like that you, song a lot. But but you just farted it out and didn't give a shit. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say I just farted it out. I, I mean, I, I was thoughtful in my approach, but I definitely did it because Logan didn't like the... I did this very, like, soul-searching, like, like I was trying to talk about identity and, like... Uh, trying to be something you're not, and Logan was just like, and I went. All right, and that's where Satanatron Rising came from. That's probably why you don't play it because you don't like it very much. I love it. Well, let's play it tonight. I want to play. I dare you. I dare you. I fucking dare you, bro. All right, let's let's move on and do one for the homies. Back. Ooh, Ooh. We're back. Uh, we're going to do one for the homies this week. Yeah. Tony Lee, it is your pick, man. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Granny Tweed. Granny Tweed. Granny Tweed. Granny Tweed is a fucking awesome three-piece band. Um, man, I've tried to describe them to people before. It's hard it's to like describe It's like this. 
it's like this surf, punk, rock, uh, uh, cow punk, honky tonk, fucking really, it, it's like the dead milkmen meets fucking they might be butthole giants surfers. meets ween meets butthole surfers meets really whatever the fuck it's they want cool. to do yeah they're incredibly talented musicians and very drummer, very creative super creative people uh just across the board uh their drummer is uh joshua finley who's the artist for um the front lines of good times did the album cover for thieves of thunder uh has been doing our posters for years basically any almost all the artwork you've seen come out uh from our band with a handful of exceptions of like a Max Sherman and stuff yeah. like that. But it's um, mostly Finley. It's mostly Finley does most of our stuff. He, you know, he even did the the MF emblem. He, he's drawing all of Denver. Yeah, he, <laughs> basically. He's he's one of the most prolific artists. He's the most prolific artist I've ever met. And I'm telling you, man, it's that German Mennonite upbringing. Mm. He's basically Amish. I really like, like Gordo's playing. <laughs> yeah, I oh, like Gordo. Gordo, incredible uh, guitar player, really brilliant writer, great voice, super wonderful guy. That great this is actually a self creative. Great attitude, very creative. Yeah. Um, this is on his label, Gordophonic Records, and Terry, oh, yeah. bass player Terry, yeah. uh, is a. I just saw him at. Uh, we were at, hanging out at Appaloosa. Uh, he was doing sound for Mo. He's a great. Sa- he's a great sound man. Yeah, he's uh, great man. He's he's the sound man down at Appaloosa, and. Uh, but he's a great bass player too. Great bass player. Man, what a sweet guy. Bunch yeah. of guys. Anyway, let's 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 anyway, listen to a song uh, from them. They just released a cassette of a whole cool mix of. Demos and live stuff and and some outtakes. It's called Super Boom. It's only available on cassette, or you can get it online um, through online channels. But Granny Tweed is a really great band. You should go check them out. Yeah. Um, we're talking about going out to Salida and doing some shows or Sedalia. Salida, Sedalia. Which one is in the San Luis Valley? <laughs> oh hell, man, I don't know. Hell, I don't know. Uh, yeah, so we're gonna. Oh, it's Salida. Fine. <laughs> We're planning on doing some shows together. Uh, so, yeah, this is off the Super Boom cassette. It's Granny Tweed here on the motherfucking podcast. Guys, uh, you know, we actually did a good, long, healthy one on this one. We did? Yeah, we did. We I did think it's because it. you got cut early. Uh, well, it, yeah, it's because I got cut early from work. By the way, we're going to record a motherfucking minute tonight about 
the goddamn service industry. Oh, for yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Yeah, all of our friends out there who well, are service it. industry tease people, it. you're going to want to watch for that. Um, we're going to talk about... Uh, we're going to talk about... We're going to talk about some shit. Yeah. Well, yeah. big thanks to our sponsors. Oh, yeah. Mutiny Transmissions for putting this out. Uh, yeah. Mutiny Information Cafe. Thank you. The Nug Nation, where cannabis comes to life. Thanks to uh, Mikey and Dylan and the whole uh, Nug Nation crew. All the people here at Ink Monster for having the facility. Just just everyone involved here for uh, letting us come in and do this podcast. If you've never seen the Nug Nation before, you've got to check that shit out. It's hilarious. Uh, it's a great stop-motion animation series. Uh, uh, with real weed. Yeah, I found that out. Um, Evergroove Studios is another one. Evergroove Check Studio. Check this out. That, uh, I just picked up a CD from Moses. Speaking of Terry and all that, you know, so I picked up that CD from Moses and Ronnie Shellist. Recorded on solar panels at Evergroove, Colorado Holy with Brad shit. Smalling. Small is world. recorded on solar panels? Is that a solar studio? You never Brad, seen that? do you have a solar studio? Yeah, he absolutely does. Evergroove Studio is a solar studio. You never seen the solar panels Dude, on the roof? You guys got to go check. Anyway, that's another sponsor. You got to go yeah. check Evergroove Studio out. They're great. This is sponsored by Evergroove Studio. We're getting ready to go back up there and record ten more songs, yep. plus our next round of uh, motherfucking Mondays. Uh, we've still got seven more videos in the motherfucking Monday series before we record the new series. Yep. So make sure to go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash TV to uh, check out some of the ones that we've released so far. We Beautiful. just released episode nine today. That's right. Uh, let's hey, keep Also, Rocket Space. Rocket Space Rehearsal Rocket Studios. Space. That's the official rehearsal space of motherfucking Ruckus. We're on our way over there right now to do uh, a little bit of songwriting. And uh, a little bit of drinking. And a little bit of smoking. A little bit of smoking. And a little bit of cracking jokes. And, and a little bit of rock and roll. We're going to go stand in the garage and talk about engine parts. It's, you know, <laughs> talk about the wife breaking yeah. my body. Hey, man, you know. I'll tell you something. If I wanted to stand out in the backyard all day killing bees with mm-hmm. a fucking with a blowtorch, oh, I'd man. go work for Orkin, baby. <laughs> right, baby. Smile skid marks in my underpants. You think I would have started World man, War III? She III. don't even know, man. She don't even know. She don't know, man. Uh, yeah, and especially uh, our top number one sponsor, yeah. Matula Plumbing. Matula! Just playing. Master Illinois. of Poopers. Master of Poop. <laughs> okay. We need you guys to let us know in the comments, do you prefer master of poopers or master of toilets? I don't think it matters to that. It's, it's up to Jerry. Oh, well, I think we should show this data to Jerry. Oh, well, the data for, shows. For the, like, the data implies. Maybe, dude, if two or three people actually commented on this, <laughs> you'd be surprised. Oh, get the fuck out <laughs> of here. No, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, and then, hey, especially real quick, we want to give a shout out to the 39 beautiful, wonderful, generous souls who support us on Patreon.com slash MFRuckus. Uh, man, you know, these guys have really, like, have really helped us out in ways that we can't even uh, begin to count. I mean, aside from their, their small recurrent contribution every time we put out an episode of The Front Lines of Good Times, just the fact that they, all these people really rally behind us, and, um, and we love seeing I saw them. I saw the email um, from one of our patrons. I'm not going to say any names or anything, but— uh, Oh, it was from Jen. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. From Jen. Yeah. Oh fuck! I wasn't going to call her out for you or anything, but she was saying how much we've delivered on it and and how how much more stuff she's gotten than she thought she was going to get. And how how happy she was to be a part of the uh, the filming process over there at Alex Tyler Music. We have a lot of fun with our people, man. Um, Really, we we feel called to bring joy to a very small amount of people in the world, and and you know we know we're not for everybody. You do it for five bucks every. Once every two years right. <laughs> so far. Every time it takes us to fucking release yeah. something. Like you get uh, charged once every two years. But you guys are great. Thank, thank you, you so much. Yeah. And thank you for your feedback on all the content. You know, our uh, in, in addition to getting the comic book early, um, you know, we, we go to these guys for for feedback on new stuff that we're working on. And uh, and they're the first person, uh, people we get in touch with when, when we have a show. And uh, they get... VIP access to shows and free tickets and and discounts on merch and weed. parties that we show and weed and sometimes they get to come into the studio and work with us you know that's where the weed uh, comes in yeah that's where the weed comes in so uh, <laughs> we love you guys love you guys love you guys. guys thank you so much uh, when we get a bigger space we're gonna have you all on the podcast who want to be on it yeah uh, I'm sure some of you are like I'm I'm not coming on your podcast yeah. Uh, no. It's Monday at three in the afternoon. I'm at fucking work. Yeah, I'm at work. Or no, I I like you guys, but I think I'm showing you how much I like that's you. Ex- that's exactly what Mikey said. What <laughs> Mikey from Nug Nation? What did he say? I said you want to be on. He goes mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> he said, doesn't. Yeah, said, he just doesn't want to be on I said, it. I said yeah, you're right. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me neither. Yeah, me neither. You, you know wanna- what? Bail? Yeah, let's get out of here. Yeah, we're going to bail. All All right. right. Thanks, guys. Welcome to the last episode of the motherfucking podcast. (laughs) All right, that's enough. Goodbye. Hey, I quit the band, too. Bye. All right, cool. listening to a mutiny transmission you can find more podcasts videos books comics and records online at mutinyinfocafe.com or just stop in the store in denver and have a coffee sometime oh john it's the end of the show john Notebook, notebook, notebook. It's the end of the show.